You are listening to the podcast of First Baptist Church of Sevierville, where our mission is helping people move from their point of need to hope in Christ. For more information about our church, head on over to severe.church. Today's sermon, I Am the Light of the World, is part two in the series, I Am For You, shared by Senior Pastor Dan Spencer. Well, we've had a great time already today just worshiping the Lord together. And I want to ask you to continue now by finding in your Bible, John chapter 8, the Gospel of John chapter 8. It's also going to be on the screen in just a moment. And uh, look forward to sharing this time with you today. Can I just say, I can hardly believe sometimes that I get to do what I do. It's just such a, a, an honor, such a privilege. Uh, thank you for letting me be your pastor. And uh, let's get into it today uh, from John chapter 8. Now, last week, we began looking at seven statements Jesus made in the Gospel of John that all begin with the words, I am. And we're looking at these one by one because each of them has an important meaning for your life and for your purpose. Now, we have to understand this. Uh, Those words, I am, that Jesus said over and over again. For the Jewish people in Jesus' day, those words were super meaningful. They were just charged with with meaning and and significance and emotion. And the reason is, to those people, the words I am were reserved only for God. Those are the words, that is the name, if you will, that Jesus gave to Moses when he spoke to him from the burning bush. And Moses said, "Uh, who do I tell the people sent me? What is your name? And God said to him, tell them I am sent you. And in those two words, uh, I am, were, were carried the meaning that God exists eternally and independently. Uh, God exists with, with no needs from anyone or anything. He has no beginning. He has no ending. He has no equal. He is God all by himself. And he is sovereign and, and he rules over all the earth. And he alone deserves our worship. All of that uh, is bound up in those two words that God identified himself with. I am, or I exist, I be, literally. And uh, all of that was tied up in that, and so to the Jewish mind back then. If you said those words, you better be referring to God, and, and you better be saying them very, very reverently. And then along comes Jesus, and they didn't know his true identity, and Jesus took that title of God, I am, and he rightfully applied it to himself. It was dangerous what Jesus said, but here's the claim he was making, and we believe it's true. Jesus was saying, look, I am the great I am. I am God in the flesh. I'm the one who exists eternally. I created everything. I rule over all creation and all history. And then what Jesus began to do systematically is to add to that title, I am, these descriptions, these metaphors. Last week, we saw in John chapter 6 that Jesus said, I am the bread of life. 
And whoever eats of me will be satisfied forever. You'll never hunger. You'll never thirst. Why would you go after the junk this world offers, the Skittles and Doritos of all of this life, uh, when you can have the real thing and be satisfied in your soul forever? He said, I am the bread of life. And then he went on to say, I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the vine. And so on and so on. Today, from John chapter 8, we're going to cover what Jesus said when he said these words, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. It's found in John 8, 12. Let's just read that verse from this chapter, and then we're going to read several others that define it a little better. John 8, 12 says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I am, Jesus said, the light of the world. Now, why would he say that? Well, I think there are many reasons. So one has to be that when Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, that he was probably reaching back to the very beginning. What we read about in the first chapter of the Bible, uh, when, when God's presence and God's rule meant that light came and replaced the darkness. Uh, Here's what it says in Genesis 1-1, literally the first words of the Bible. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was, and listen to the description, three things, without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. Remember that. The earth was without form, void, and darkness covered it. And then it says, and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. God's about to do something. Here's what he did. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And so in the beginning, the world was formless and void and dark. And then God speaks. And with the authority of God's word, what was formless begins to take shape and have meaningful structure. Uh, What was void begins to be filled with all kinds of life. And the darkness, listen to this. I think this is what Jesus was reaching back for. When God spoke, the darkness was pushed aside by light. Light is the first thing God made. And God made a distinction between the light and the darkness. And that, don't miss this, that physical reality illustrates a spiritual truth about the essence of God's character and what life is like in God's world. And so I think Jesus was probably reaching back when he said, I am the light of the world uh, to say, look, that idea of light piercing the darkness and and chasing away the darkness, that's the same reason that I came. And then I think also he was reaching forward to what we read about in the last chapter of the Bible. Revelation 22, 5 uh, talks about the final heaven this way. It says, there shall be no night there. They need no lamp or light of the sun for the Lord God gives them light and they shall reign forever and ever. Here's the thing. 
In the last chapter of the Bible, we read that when Jesus returns and ushers in the kingdom of God, there will be only light, no darkness at all. We won't need the sun anymore because the glory of Jesus will illuminate everything. And so think about this. The Bible begins with everything being dark and God creating light. And the Bible ends with everything being light emanating from the glory of Jesus. And we live in between. And so we need to look to Jesus to deal with the issue of the spiritual darkness inside of us and what we see around us in the world and the light that he brings. No wonder Jesus said in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, think about what light does. Uh, in a word, light illuminates Light illuminates. It, it reveals things that cannot be perceived in the dark. And we need light to do that all the time. That's why we have lights in our homes and, and on our cars and on our phones. Because we, we need to see things that we cannot see in the dark. We just can't perceive them. Uh, there was a man in the, uh, the church that I pastored in Georgia named Doug Vick, and Doug is in heaven now, but Doug is an inventor. He invented a lot of different things. For me, the one I will always remember is something that he called bright feet slippers. I brought a picture to show you. Bright feet slippers. And here's why Doug invented that. He had, he had read an article about how many people end up making a visit to the hospital because of an accident that they have when they get up during the night and they stub their toe, they break their toe on the bedpost or they run into something. Uh, in fact, uh, I think a, a couple of weeks ago in a staff meeting here at our church, two members of our staff said that they had gotten up during the night and they hit the, the edge of the door right between the eyes. Because in the dark, you can't perceive. The door's supposed to be there, but it's open a little. And you don't see it in the dark. And so uh, they, they hit themselves right between the eyes. Well, Doug was thinking about that. And he said, look, people fall down. They hurt themselves in the dark. So here's what I'll do. I'll get a pair of slippers. I'll put some little automatic lights in the toes of the slippers so that when you step in, they turn on and you can see where you're walking. I got a pair. And I was, I was made fun of in my own home. Bullied is what it was. I got bullied in my own home. Uh, they looked goofy, but they worked. They really did work. Little headlights for your shoes. It's a great idea. Now, in a spiritual sense, that's why Jesus came as the light into the world that is darkened by sin and full of sinful people who stumble around in the dark and hurt themselves and, and hurt each other. John opened this gospel in John chapter 1 by saying this, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Uh, when the light comes, the darkness has to go. And the truth is, the human heart is dark without Jesus 
But what a difference Jesus makes when he comes in. Uh, the great uh, Methodist missionary, E. Stanley Jones, said, uh, when I was saved, it felt as if I had swallowed sunshine because all the darkness had to go. Another function of light, besides illuminating, especially with sunlight, is that light causes life and growth. If you want plants to grow, they have to have light. And here's the truth. When you come to Jesus... He reveals the darkness of your sin. He reveals the truth of who he is and and the truth of the gospel. And he gives you life. Jesus said in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now, uh, the presence of Jesus and the rule of Jesus in your life means that you can live in the light and not in the darkness. And those two are distinguished, not only in creation when God separated the light from the dark, but spiritually speaking, all through the Bible, we see a description of what it means to live in the light of Jesus and to live in the dark of of this world and of sin. And uh, I I made a little chart to show you uh, what this is about. In the light... uh, God says that what you find are, is things that are good. In the presence of Jesus, things that are good. In the darkness, there's evil. In the light, there's righteousness. In the dark, sin flourishes. In the light, there is life. In the dark, there is death. In the light, there are things that are holy, but in the darkness, unholy. In the light, there's truth and honesty. But in the dark, lies and hypocrisy rule. Uh, In the light, there's love. In the darkness, there is hate. And so Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now, I'm going to give you in the time we have left two statements or two truths about that statement Jesus made in John 8, 12. You ready? All right, you don't seem ready. You ready? The first one is this, only Jesus can overcome the darkness of sin. Only Jesus can do that. Notice that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He used the definite article. I am the light of the world. Not one light among many that can lead us out of our darkness But he said, I am the one and only source of that light that can overcome the darkness and the power of sin. Now, this is so important because the Bible describes spiritual darkness as something that has power. There is a power to darkness. In fact, the Bible uh, teaches that spiritual darkness is active and it is evil and it's, it's 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 a power that, that spreads, it blinds, it deceives, it captivates. In fact, when Jesus was arrested, here's what he said to those who came to arrest him and take him to the cross. He said, when I was with you daily in the temple, you did not try to seize me, but this is your hour and what? The power of darkness. 
Uh, Colossians 1.13 says that when we come to Christ and we are saved, it says he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Only Jesus can do that. The darkness is so powerful, it's like, it's like a black hole that sucks everything in. And, and we're powerless on our own, in our own strength to resist that and to escape the power of spiritual darkness in this world. But Jesus is the light of the world and he alone can deliver us out of the darkness and into the light. Now, other religions and philosophies in the world promise light, but in the end, they only lead to greater darkness. Only Jesus can deliver us. Education uh, that is supposed to bring enlightenment and open our eyes and awaken us to the truth. Uh, many times, uh, we, we can end up smarter, but still trapped in the darkness because apart from Jesus, uh, we cannot escape it. Other things in life promise light that will overcome the darkness in us, uh, but uh, success in business won't do it, more money won't do it, romantic relationships won't do it, doing good deeds that make you feel good, that won't do it either. All of them just leave you in the dark without Jesus. Only Jesus can overcome the power of sin, the darkness of sin. And then here's the second truth I want to share with you about that. Uh, because Jesus said, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but have the light of life. Jesus calls us to follow him out of our darkness and into his light and his life. And uh, that means two things. One's immediate and one is ongoing. Uh, first of all, it, it means... There is a light switch moment that happens. I call it a light switch moment because when you walk in a room in your own house, you don't even think about it. You just flip on the light switch and you don't have to keep hold of that thing and control it because when you flip on the light switch, the power comes and immediately there is light and, and it chases the darkness out of the room. Following Jesus begins with that kind of light switch moment when, when Jesus flips the switch in your life spiritually and he illuminates your heart, you believe in him and he instantly forgives you of your sin and the light of his truth and his grace just replaces your sin and your lostness and the darkness has to go. That's the moment of salvation. In fact, I want to show you a, a couple of verses from uh, the book of Acts, where Jesus explained to the apostle Paul what happens in that moment, that light switch moment, when we share the gospel with someone and, and they, they believe and Jesus saves them instantly. He, here's how he, he describes it. He said to Paul in Acts 26, 17, I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes in order to turn them, think of a light switch, from darkness to light 
and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who were sanctified by faith in me. Now, as I was studying that this week, uh, I, I, I sort of had a spell. I, I mean, this is incredible. Let's, let's just drill down on it for a moment. Here's what happens in that light switch moment when Jesus saves a person. I, I think back to when this happened to me. I was 16 years old. I was religious, but in the dark, lost. I had a lot of biblical answers in my head, but I did not know Jesus personally. And, and uh, in the middle of the night, I, I woke up my parents. I said, I've got to get this settled. And, and kneeling at their bedside, here's what happened to me. It's in these verses. Uh, Jesus said to Paul, I'm sending you to open their eyes. I remember when that moment happened. That my dad, sitting on the side of the bed next to me, he, he, he began to share the gospel with me. And I heard it as if for the first time. Why? Because God was opening my eyes to see the truth of who he was and, and what the gospel means and my need for salvation. And then I remember that moment when, when uh, God turned me from darkness to light. It's like the lights came on. Jesus came in and in his presence there can be no darkness. And, and my spiritual status in that moment changed forever from lost to saved, from sinner to forgiven, from judgment to righteousness in Christ. Not because of any good thing I'd done, but because of the grace of God at work in my life. He turned the light on and, and suddenly I was, I was changed. And then he, he, he freed me from the power of Satan uh, and released me into the care of my heavenly father. I remember that moment. I did not even know how badly I was, I was bound and chained and enslaved to my sin. And, and Jesus set me free from the power of Satan and delivered me over to life. And then it says here that they may receive forgiveness of sins. I remember what that felt like. When it was like a burden lifted off of my shoulders. All my sins were gone forever, covered by the blood of Jesus. And I was able to have a clear conscience before God for the very first time in my life. Everything forgiven. And then, as if all that wasn't enough, that happens in that light switch moment of salvation, uh, Jesus ended with this statement. He said, and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Hey, who gets an inheritance? The children get an inheritance. You know what that means? It means that, that in that moment, God adopted me into his family forever. I'm one of his kids now, and, and that can't ever be taken away from me. And I know what inheritance I have waiting on me. When, when I leave this world, I'll be in heaven with him forever. What an inheritance. All that and being a child of God too. Question, have you, have you ever had that light switch moment in your life? Has there ever been that light switch moment where, where you, you just turned to Jesus in faith and you, you believed in, 
him and how he, how he died on the cross for your sins so that you could walk away free and clean and forgiven and all the darkness is taken away. Have you ever had that light switch moment? Can I tell you, you don't have to live in the dark. Jesus came and Jesus died to set you free and to bring you into his light. So it's a light switch moment that happens instantly once. But then beyond that, following Jesus is a continual pursuit. It's a continual pursuit. In John 8, 12, uh, Jesus said, He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Uh, where are any English teachers in the room? Where's my English teachers? Not, nobody will admit it. One or two, there we go. Uh, this is just for the English teachers. When Jesus said, He who follows me, that's a, that's a present active participle. Which means it's something that begins all at once and then never ends. And so here's how it should be for us. There is a, once that light switch moment happens, we follow Jesus into salvation, but then it doesn't end. It's a continuous, uh, repeated following of Jesus every moment, every day. And so in essence, here's what Jesus is saying. Look, you follow me out of darkness and into my light. And then you keep following me. And when it's hard, you keep following me. And when nobody else follows with you, you keep following me. And when you don't understand the direction I'm taking you, keep following me. And when you stumble and fall and lose sight of me, get back up, refocus, and keep following me. It's a, it's a continual pursuit. Following Jesus is a continual pursuit. And here's, here's the good part. As you follow him and walk in his light, you become more and more separated from the power of darkness and you grow more and more in righteousness and holiness as you walk with Jesus. Ephesians 5.8 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. 1 John uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7 says this. This is good. This is good. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, we walk in darkness and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. In other words, you're going against your new nature in Christ. If you're walking in darkness, don't be fooling around with darkness if you're, if you're in the light with him. Here's what it says, though. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Here's the point. When Jesus saves you from the darkness of sin... And you're walking with him in the light of his truth and his grace and his goodness and his love. The pull of darkness is still strong. The pull of darkness is still strong. That darkness pulls you like gravity. But in Jesus, you can overcome it. In Jesus, you can overcome 
So uh, I'm going to end with this. Uh, I just want to give you three ways to walk in the light this week, okay? Uh, I'm going to help myself and help you as I say this. Here we go. Three ways to walk in the light this week because the pull of darkness, the pull of the world, the pull of sin is so strong. Uh, The first way is to read some scripture each day. You don't have to read a whole chapter. You don't have to read a whole book of the Bible. I'd recommend go to the Gospel of John that we're reading out of today. Read a paragraph. Go to the book of Proverbs. Read a handful of verses there. But do something to to get some scripture into your mind and into your heart every day. Do you know what uh, Psalm 119 says about the Bible? It says, your word, Lord, is like a lamp to my feet. Remember those slippers with the headlights in them? That's what scripture does for us. Uh, it, It lights the path in this dark world that's so confusing and all kinds of messages that we're getting every day and and voices that call to us into the darkness. But, But the Word of God, if we read it, will shed light on that path, even a little. You'll be surprised if you're a parent how just reading a little bit of God's Word every day if you can't, if you're so busy, you can't get around a table together, sit with that child in bed at night and read a little of God's word to put some life, some light into their life. But if you'll do that, you'll find uh, that, that God will make things clearer for you and he'll light up the path of your life with truth. We all need that. So read some scripture each day. Uh, number two, make some light choices. Make some light choices. Now, I'm not talking about eating chia seeds instead of Oreos. Uh, I'm talking about if, if scrolling through social media sends your mind to a dark place, lay it aside and do something that's going to lead you into the light. Call somebody who always builds you up and shares a verse of Scripture with you. Turn on some Christian music. Watch something positive, something that's going to lead you to take some steps toward the light in following Jesus. Uh, If if there's something that you watch, that uh, when you watch it, you can feel the the hooks of darkness just piercing into you and pulling you down. Listen, don't do that. Make a light choice. Read God's Word. Talk about Jesus with someone and, and, and in that way, you can step away from darkness and step further into the light. Here's the last thing. Uh, and I guess this is the best way. If you really want to walk in the light this week, shine some light into somebody's darkness. Just take some time to shine some light into someone's darkness. And what I mean by that, it can... Maybe it's just going to be a a comment. Hey, uh, you look like you're having a tough day. I just want to tell you, I'm so glad on a day like this that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And just drop that right there in the conversation and watch what God will do with that. that. That's just like turning on a flashlight in the dark for somebody who's stumbling around. Shine some light into somebody's darkness. It could be just saying, hey, I want to help you. Because Jesus 
has helped me so much. He loves me. He loves you. And I want to help you. You'll be surprised what that will do to just flash some light of Jesus into somebody's darkness. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let's walk in the light. Will you stand with me? And I, I want to lead us in a, a prayer and give you an opportunity to respond. Our pastors, in fact, are going to come and stand here in the front. They're going to be ready to pray with you, to talk with you. Whatever's going on in your life, spiritually, we want to help you. And uh, so our pastors are going to come and be ready to do that. And let me lead us in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending the light into the world so we don't have to stumble around in the dark. So we don't have to live in the darkness of our sin and end up going to a place when we die that the Bible calls outer darkness. Lord, we, we thank you for sending Jesus into the world. I thank you for that moment when you turned the light on in my life. And Lord, you know how many times I felt myself just being pulled into the darkness and I've, I've lost sight of you and I've stumbled and I've fallen. Thank you in those times for just having grace for me, being merciful to me, standing me up so I can follow you in the light. Lord, I pray for those here today who are struggling. Lord, I know some people came in here today after a really, really hard week. It's been tough just to sit here. I know some came today, they're just tired. Others, grieving some loss. For some, they've just been through a breakup. For others, they've just made a horrible decision and they're paying the price for it now. For some, life is just boring and dull and it doesn't seem like it's worth living. Lord Jesus, we need your light. And I pray that today, as we put our eyes on you, and we turn away from the darkness of this world and follow you. I pray that those who are lost in their sin will have that light switch moment and be saved. Those who are struggling in walking in the light, that you would help them. And so we commit this time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, if you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share. And if you want a pastor to follow up with you regarding today's message, reach out to us at severe.church slash follow up. Thanks again for joining us on the First Baptist Church Severeville podcast.